this weekly travel program, Jet Sitting with Janet, is proudly sponsored by MLT Car Hire and Tours. Are you looking for a highly professional, established vehicle rental service? Look no further. MLT Car Hire and Tours delivers on service excellence and competitive prices. Log on to mltcarhireandtours.co.za for their full range of benefits or MLT Car Hire and Tours on Facebook. Are you looking for a highly professional established vehicle rental service and shuttle service where client satisfaction is a priority? Look no further. MLT Car Hire is committed to delivering quality low mileage vehicles to suit your budget. MLT Car Hire also specializes in mini and long leases for individuals and corporates as well as staff transport and airport transfers with offices at the airport and in the Helderberg area. We are proud members of SATSA, FEDHASA, and Cape Town Tourism. MLT Car Hire delivers on service excellence and competitive prices. Log on to MLT Car Hire and Tours for our full range of benefits or MLT Car Hire and Tours on Facebook. As an ex-Durbanite, the South Coast holds so many fond memories for me. It was that place that my father would pack our old Peugeot station wagon in two and there were eight of us in the family and I got the seat right at the end which was basically the wheel arch and then there were tinned fish sandwiches and sometimes biryani if my mother was ambitious because everybody knows an Indian picnic isn't complete without some biryani and of course um, besides the picnic the sardine run was the thing and those are the memories that I have of the beautiful South Coast. But the South Coast has really, like all of us, done a remix and a transformation and is now focusing on very exciting revenue streams, amongst them the golf tourism and the mice market, and is being known as really the Gulf Coast because it sports 11 golf courses. And of course, there are so many other offerings, uh, mountain biking, four by four trails, etc. But I'm really not the expert. I really just have a memory that dates back to before the 90s uh, when I left KZN and as a child. So my vision is not as current as it should be. And chatting to us this afternoon is really the person who is most qualified Pelisa, welcome. Pelisa is the CEO of South Coast Tourism and Investment Enterprise, and she's joining us this afternoon to tell us all about the South Coast Tourism and Investment Enterprise. Welcome, Pelisa. It is such a pleasure to have you with us. Uh, hi, Janet, and, and everyone in the team, and thank you very much for hosting me and basically hosting the KZN South Coast. What? pleasure. <laughs> you like my story. <laughs> yes, I like, I like your story. That was a family uh, vacation. And that's exactly what we say about our destination, that we are a family-friendly destination. And, um, and in, in saying that, we also emphasize the fact that being a family-friendly destination, we are the costs of holidaying in the in the KZN South Coast are far lower 
than being in another destination. So you know, as a family... It yes. really is a family destination because I often wondered why, and I honestly just went camping once in my life and it was not for me. I was still a child, but I didn't like the communal ablutions and I never went back. But really for a lot of families where vacationing was really a luxury, the South Coast did present a very affordable option um, way back when, and I think it still does. But you're going to tell us more about that and why. Yes, yes. Now, being a family-friendly uh, 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 destination, we are therefore an affordable destination. And mm -hmm. being a family-friendly destination means we have diverse experiences that fit a family. Because within a family, yes, people, our primary attraction is our beautiful beaches. But in addition to that, there is more to do in the KZN South Coast. As you said earlier, we are fondly called the Gulf Coast. Now, within a family, there could be somebody who wants to do golfing, be it the father, be it the mother wants to do golfing. And we have outdoor experiences, trades, uh, that uh, we, 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 we have as our experiences that we can, you can um, go to, walk the trail, an eight-kilometer trail, and end up in a waterfall. Uh, we have a weather trail that we, we launched um, I think it was around September during the tourism month. So we position ourselves and we are a destination with diverse experiences. We are the home of the smallest desert in the world. Um, so Did I catch that right, Felisa? The smallest desert? The, I didn't even the know smallest, that. The smallest me, desert. Tell me more. The, the, I'm Okay. Uh, we, we are the home of the smallest desert in the world, the Red Desert. Mm -hmm. It's situated uh, 10 kilometers from Port Edward, and it's stretching 200 meters in diameter. And it, it was re recently proclaimed a nature reserve. And as I said, it's the world's smallest desert. And um, this is an option that a family, you go and walk um, <laughs> this desert and mm -hmm. experiences and experience it and the activities around it. We have two of the world's top dive sites and, and marine protected uh, areas, Umkomas River and the Protea Banks. And I can go on and on and on. Now, and Felisa, you mentioned you mentioned the sardine run absolutely. somewhere in your in your introduction. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> as nice as buttered bread, sardines fried in ginger and garlic masala and turmeric with lots of curry leaves and some dal on the side. That was the classic combo. You see, now you come here as a family during the sardine period. 
you buy the sardine and you cook for the family. You see this affordability of the South Kesedan South Coast. We are an affordable destination indeed. So the, the sardine run um, takes place uh, around the period of May, June, July. Sometimes it extends to August, but May, June, July are, are, the, are the key months that it, it, the sardines cross our, our oceans. We have now, the highest gorge. Yes. I'm told that the sardine run is called the greatest shoal on earth because it's the largest biomass migration um, on earth. Is that true? That is true. That you know, is phenomenal. If, for the if, you were, if you were to be here during that period of the sudden run and watch the excitement as the people put in uh, nets taking them out of the ocean. You know, it's a very nice thing to experience. And, you know, this excitement is, is on its own and people carrying buckets, families carrying baskets, carrying uh, a lot of things just to get the sardine. It becomes Can I tell you a funny story, Felisa? I have yes. photos of my aunts catching sardines in their saris. <laughs> Can you believe that? Can you imagine that? I've got all the nets. The sari became a net because it is such a hype. And people just uh, drive there. They don't think about it. They don't plan. They just know that they're going to get sardines. And, you know, as I'm talking to you, I can almost feel that beautiful, cool breeze, that, uh, mm. you know, that, that atmosphere, which you don't get anywhere else because it's the combination of that subtropical climate, the beautiful trees, and then that unspoiled beach, which stretches for kilometers. I can mm. almost smell that and feel that 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 atmosphere on my skin because there was always so much excitement when we headed out there because it was the outing. And it's something that we planned, we had family meetings for, and we budgeted for because we couldn't just get in the car and drive way back mm. when. We had to plan for this. And I think that, uh, you know, strangely enough, my sister often comes to San Lemire. And I couldn't oh. understand why she loves it so much. And I said to her, but you can go anywhere. Why do you constantly go to San Lemire? And she said to me, remember when we were children, um, you know, we didn't have anything extra, no spare money to even buy a Coca-Cola on the side of the road because everything was budgeted for. She said to be able to drive and do that drive is such a fond memory. I feel like a child again, like I'm exploring. And yes, we stay at the beautiful, fancy San Lemire, but it brings me so close to the time when I was a child. It's a childhood memory. And I think that, you know, for those who, and this is uh, this is now a tourist who keeps coming back, right? I mean, how wonderful for a Durbanite to come just to the South Coast to be able to have a week-long vacation at San Lemire or any of your other beautiful resorts and unwind and enjoy everything that nature has to offer, Elisa. 
that that is that is very true you see going back again to this being a family friendly destination uh your sisters um what she what she is doing now uh means um the south coast even you in your introduction left something to remember in, in, in your lives uh, as a family f- friendly destination as you are saying uh there was no change to spend everything was on budget mm-hmm. and and um only in the case of the south coast will you be able to stick in your budget and do everything in holiday cost effectively because I, here, I, I am forced to agree with you Pelisa it seems like there's such an amazing product offering because you've got 35 nature trails 58 beaches acti- yes. activities from suspension bridges to abseiling and river rafting shark cage yes. diving and even free diving and then of course for those for those that are romantic at heart and it is the month of love Pelly, so we can't we can't ignore that those beautiful sunset horse um beach rides you know to just yes. catch the last rays and have those special moments and make memories it just sounds idyllic it it, it is meaning that we have something for everyone now you just talked about the the romantics the horse rides at the in front of the ocean that is some that is something for somebody who's planning to come for valentine's uh, day next week or somebody who's planning a wedding or somebody who's planning an anniversary so it goes back to to what i was saying earlier we have something for everyone in the Kesedan South Coast. And I see that um, you're also playing host to a lot of events, Pelisa. The bike festival is there, the gospel festival, you've got jazz, you've got film, and the South Coast mountain bike and trail run series is also hosted by your wonderful part of the world. Yes. And and recently, by the way, we hosted the conservation symposium. uh which was a a a gathering of scientists who were doing their conservation discussions about how to protect the ecosystem and we 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 hosted that in the Kesedan South Coast and remember ecotourism nature adventure outdoor is our offering So we were the best place that is suited to host that kind of event with conservation. What a lovely what a lovely product offering for for all of those scientists who are looking for everything relating to the fauna and flora in South Africa Pelisa. Now before we say goodbye to you I know that you've done a coastal migration yourself and it seems like our paths uh must have crossed at some point because i see you were in dc and in new york in the early 1990s and then moved to johannesburg 
And uh, obviously, you're a very clever girl because you decided to move to the KZN South Coast with your daughters, <laughs> which is a great place to, to raise young women. Uh, you've had quite a, a migration yourself. Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, Pelisa, and why you, you feel that you are the person that can make a difference to this region? Okay, uh, you've, you've already mentioned uh, where I come from and with, with international experience, I think I can work anywhere in the world. And um, having worked in those two cities in the US, doing urban tourism development, then moving to Joburg, again, doing urban tourism development, um, I learned a lot that the knowledge that I acquired living in the U.S., I was able to, to apply that in Joburg. Now, coming to, to the KZN South Coast, I must say it was a huge uh, step for me to take. Not only did it require me to take my kids, I'm a single parent, to move my kids, move everybody to say we are moving to KZN. That was a big decision on its own. But professionally, I then had to learn uh, something new. Learning about the ocean, selling an ocean destination, a coastal destination, selling um, outdoor experiences, rural tourism development, and so on and so on. So I had to change my mindset to say, okay, you've done urban tourism development, Washington DC, New York, Jobek. Now, take this huge step. You are going to a completely different um, environment. I had to learn very fast. And I, I used to say to my staff, whenever I see the, the ocean, you see sometimes the, there's dead that appears in front of the ocean. It's like dirty water. Mm -hmm. So I, I used to look at this dirty water and say, then what is happening with this ocean? And they would have to explain to me all the time up until I got used to it. That, okay, this is sometimes the tide does that and so on and so on. But the one thing that um, I'm still scared of doing, being um, a city person, I'm still scared of doing the deep sea diving. I must be honest. That one, well, I will. All I, I can still say, Pelita, all I can say is that for a girl who's been in D.C. and New York, if you can survive the streets of D.C. and New York, you'll be just fine in the water. <laughs> so you have to take the plunge. You have to be the you have to be the message so that people like me, whom you know, who is also a little bit afraid, will feel uh, really comfortable and happy to take the plunge. Pelisa, it's been most fascinating chatting to you. And uh, before we close, one last message to all of us who are going to make our way down to the South Coast. Why should we come and visit you? Just a quick, you know, elevator pitch of why the South Coast is the place to be. 
the KZN South Coast is the place to be. We are a 365 days uh, destination, good weather, subtropical, beautiful beaches, blue flag uh, beaches, outdoor adventure uh, experiences. We have every, we have something for everybody in the family. People can come and experience the KZN South Coast any time of the year. We are available and, and as I said earlier, an affordable family destination. Pen, it's so wonderful to relive some, some very special childhood memories for me and great to hear about how this beautiful part of the world has developed over the years and just really refreshing to see that a well-traveled uh, woman is now at the helm of what used to be in the old days, the Ugu South Coast Tourism District, and is now the South Coast Tourism and Investment Enterprise. We wish you all the best and uh, really look forward to seeing how this region develops. Thank you very much, Janet, uh, for, for hosting us. Uh, we it's truly appreciate it. We're chatting with Connie Kern who is an interesting addition to the South Coast. Connie comes from Switzerland and coming from a foodie family decided to migrate to the South Coast and open a restaurant called the Pack Shed. Now, Connie's a world traveler and a jet setter of note, so she's been able to source and find lots of inspiration in Spain and France and Italy and uh, Asia, and she's brought all of this together to create a wonderful menu at the Pack Shed. Connie, it's such a pleasure to have you with us on the show. Yeah, thank you so much for inviting us. Um, yeah, we're looking forward to chat to you. Yes, we're very interested to hear. Uh, I believe it's a family-run restaurant, the Pack Shed, and uh, I'd like to hear a little bit about where it's located, and what the inspiration behind it was. Yeah, you are right. So um, the restaurant, it's uh, run by my husband, Daniel, and myself. Uh, it's also my brother around who is doing all the marketing and other stuff. And uh, it is located in Margate um, on an old banana farm. So the banana farm is not run as a banana farm anymore. Um, but the pack shed is located in, um, it was a packaging shed for the bananas. So we try to keep it as rustic as possible, but still make it comfortable and cozy and also romantic. I believe that farm to table is one of the signature points about the restaurant. Am yeah. I right? Exactly. Yeah. We try to um, cook as fresh as possible do all homemade products like um, homemade pastas and breads and chutneys, sauces, ice creams, and obviously try to source everything locally, whatever is possible. And I, I, I hear also that simplicity is key in your cooking. The flavors are not complicated and you cook seasonally. Yes, and that's a, a big point for us. Um, we want to bring the flavors of each product out. So don't change it with adding some weird spices, which are not natural spices. We really try to combine the natural flavors, um, what nature gives us, and uh, play around with it and um, bring out new combinations. 
You know, Connie, I um, I cook from scratch as well in my home. I don't consider myself a foodie like Daniel is. Um, but I think that when you cook, um, you know, with the with the ingredients that are in season, it's uh, it makes so much sense because when it's warmer, you want lighter food. And cooking seasonally is also, you know, economically and environmentally very sound because you don't need to go and source some exotic product from somewhere. You find it in your garden and then it's in abundance. So you innovate and you find lots of ways to use those wonderful gifts from nature. Exactly, Arka. I agree 100%, especially South Africa. It's such a rich country when it comes to fruits and vegetables and fish and meat. Uh, you basically got everything here. Um, like you said, you just need to consider the season and uh, maybe don't buy avos in uh, winter uh, because then mm-hmm. they, are, they, they don't taste nothing. You, can, <laughs> you cannot even get them. But, you know, like in Europe, you can get avos, pineapples all year round. But mm-hmm. it tastes that they've traveled a long way. They basically taste like paper, like nothing. So, yeah. That's what we love, to play around with seasonal stuff. And, and that the flavors are profound and rich in everything that you make. Yes, yes exactly. <laughs> now, I believe that you change your menu at least three times a year. Please tell us about that. Yeah, so our basic uh, a la carte menu, we, we really try to change it three or even four times a year um, to hold up again with the season um, and to make it interesting for customers. And beside that, we also um, have like a harvest menu, which we change more often. Just for example, if we we, we work together with a, with a hunter who delivers us like fresh, fresh game, and then maybe we have something on the menu for two weeks, um, you know, a special dish. And, um, we also do for Valentine's Day special stuff or for Christmas or for Easter. And uh, yeah, just try to make it interesting. Lovely. Keeping it fresh and interesting and innovative. Exactly, yes. (laughs) Now, I'm told that you also have some events that happen at your establishment. Yes. A night market and some fine dining. (laughs) Yes. Lunches. Exactly. So, um, in the pack shed, uh, we've got... We are lucky that we have a lot of space. So, we do lots of weddings, weddings. also birthdays, we can have up to 160 people for a wedding. Um, so we have to quite oh, often. That's a nice number. <laughs> yeah, and it's also nice to be, you know, we are a little bit outside, so we don't need to worry about loud music and stuff like that. And people just love the view. And beside that, we wanted to do uh, something special also for the community around us. And um, that's when we came up with the idea to do once a month uh, night markets. We have um, over 40 food and craft stalls, live music, kids' activities. And, uh, yeah, it's just a lovely gathering of locals and holidaymakers. And we've got a huge fire going on, a former fire. And, yeah, just to have some fun. Well, that sounds wonderful, Connie. It sounds like you've taken this, this banana plantation, this, this pack house, and really turned it into a multidimensional space. There's something for everybody from elegant dining to relaxed Sunday lunches, beautiful space for young people to play. And then, of course, your market, which brings a lot of traffic through your doors. 
I'm, uh, I'm really, you know, I know Margate. I'm an ex-KZN girl myself. And uh, I was uh, just speaking to Pelisa yesterday, your CEO of the Tourism Association. And I was saying to her that the South Coast was the holiday destination for us. We would pack uh, the car and we would go for, for a day trip. And there's such fun memories. And I was saying to her, as I'm speaking to you, I can still just imagine that fresh breeze, that certain atmosphere that you feel as you climb over the, the hill and you see the stretch of beach. And then you just open the windows and you smell the sea and all of that greenery. So I can just imagine Margate because Margate is, is quite a, you know, um, a quiet town and what a lot of uh, activity and a breath of fresh air you've brought with the pack house to Margate. So well done on that. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's, uh, I can just agree with that. Um, you always hear it's a bit of a slow coast, um, but I can assure you once you brought something up, people love it. People want to help people, want to be part of it. And it's just amazing. So we love to be here. We love to give something back to community. Fantastic. Well, it's been most interesting chatting to you. I'm sure our listeners are going to be very excited to um, enter the competition to win that very nice voucher that you've offered us for a meal at the Pack House. And all the best to you in Margate. Thank you so much. Yeah, we hope to welcome uh, those guests soon at our restaurant, the Pack Shed, and uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us, Connie. It's been great chatting to you. Thank you. Bye. Okay, bye-bye. So we are chatting this afternoon to Ryan Ferguson. He is from Crockworld. I mean, all of us remember and have fond memories of our trip to Crockworld because it is one of those things that one must do on the KZN South Coast. Crockworld is a conservation center. It's located in Scottborough on the KZN South Coast. And it really is dedicated to community education and animal rehabilitation. But I'm not the expert on that. Ryan is, and he's very happily joined us this afternoon so that he can tell us a little bit about the conservation work and, of course, all the activity that happens at Crockworld. Welcome to the show, Ryan. Thanks very much, Janet. It's great to be here. It's a pleasure. So, Crockworld, but you also have some birds and reptiles and mammals. Please tell us what that whole experience is like. Yes, absolutely. So don't let the word Crockworld deter you. It's not just the crocodiles. Um, we do have quite a large collection of a variety of different um, species at the center, which you get an awesome opportunity to get to see nice and close. Um, so Crockworld changed its name to Crockworld Conservation Center because our mission was now to educate um, the younger and older generation about conservation. So we have a lot of uh, rescued birds at our center um, that unfortunately could not be released back into the wild. So we have them here so you get a nice close look at them. Um, we've also got quite a few other reptiles like snakes, lizards, tortoises that you get an opportunity to see. And then of course, what Crockworld was built on is our large Nile crocodiles. And then we have actually got five different species of crocodilian, which is the Nile crocodile forms part of. We've got critically endangered slender snouted crocodile. We've got the West African dwarf crocodile, spectacled caiman, and also the American alligator. 
Um, so this is really quite a, quite a lineup there that you've got, Ryan. I mean, Absolutely. how does one? Uh, what is the process to bring these animals to rehabilitation? So we are very connected with other rehabilitation centres and um, KZN Wildlife. So if anything comes in that is injured um, and can't be released, and the decision is made that potentially this bird or other animal could be part of a conservation message an ambassador species, um, then it's discussed with us and we can see how we can fit it into our center. So for example, we used to have a very famous African fish eagle, her name was Isis. She had been here for about 35 years and she touched the hearts of people every time they arrived at Crockwell because they would say, hello Isis, and she would call to them. So they have a lot of fond memories of that. Unfortunately, she passed away last year um, from old age. She was the second oldest um, African fish eagle in captivity in the world. So she'd had a really good innings, but then we had an opportunity to get another African fish eagle, also non-releasable, also a damaged wing. And now he is picking up that mandate and hopefully we'll be able to be the ambassador species for that species. I love that term ambassador species. What does that mean? It means that that bird is, for example, here to promote and educate everybody that walks through the center about how important that species is and just so that you connect with that animal. You know, a lot of us get to see animals on a whole different base. We see them on TV, we watch National Geographic. We may go to the Kruger National Park and we see a bird or something sitting in the tree or a lion lying in the grass, but you don't really make that connection until you're actually really close to that animal um, and actually either get an opportunity to hear it call when you speak to it or it's quite close to you. It makes us want to protect that species a little bit more. So that's kind of where that ambassador species comes from. Very interesting. So I'm sure that you play host to lots of school groups, lots of education and conservation groups. And then of course your space is also well equipped to host parties and events. So tell us what that program looks like. Absolutely. So, yeah, we do have a lot of schools that come through. Um, quite a large group of them come through from all over the country, um, even coming from Gauteng sometimes. Um, and they spend the day here where they get an opportunity to walk around with a guide. Um, they get shown around the center. Um, they get an opportunity to potentially hold or touch a snake, touch a crocodile um, youngster. And when you start doing that, you start to learn a little bit more of how they feel and all of those type of things. And then obviously those kids are going home and getting excited about it. And hopefully maybe out of like 200 kids, maybe five of them might want to be conservationists at the end of the day. So that's, that's a really cool opportunity. Um, our facility does enable us to host um, parties and functions like that. We also have a Fish Eagle Cafe, which is our on-site restaurant where we can host weddings as well. So there's a lot of things that you can book for um, through Crockworld. That's wonderful, um, Ryan. I, I really love it. And I see that, uh, you know, there's a lot of education and awareness that's created. Isn't it wonderful to be able to encourage young people to enter this kind of field of work? Because we create future conservationists. We create an aware community of people who are willing to protect the earth as well and raise awareness around it. 
Absolutely. And that's one of the best and most passionate parts of my job here at the center is getting that opportunity to talk to people just as I walk around the center, if I'm checking on birds, checking on animals and people ask questions, it's my opportunity to just kind of showcase what our life is like here at the center. And maybe you might change the mind of somebody and they'll be like, hmm, maybe I was going to be an accountant, but let's see, maybe I might want to do conservation and get into something like this. We need a lot more people doing that. Um, wildlife need our help all over the world. Yes, absolutely. So I see that Crockworld is a member of Species 360. Please tell us about that organization. I believe it's an international organization. Absolutely. As you said that, I got goosebumps because it's taken us a few years to get involved in it. Um, and it's really awesome. So all um, captive facilities overseas, that includes zoological facilities as well as rehabilitation facilities. Most of them have um, Species 360 and it's a program that they run called ZIMS. ZIMS is a zoological information management system. And that allows us to manage our collection of animals here and make sure that we keep them healthy. So it allows us to document and record all things that are important to making sure that the animals are kept healthy and maintained, including the center itself. So it gives a lot of a variety of things that we can enter onto that system that monitors what we're doing, um, recording weights, recording diets, um, recording conservation projects. If we've got um, critically endangered species, they will fall part of another global or um, South African-based breeding program, and it allows us to communicate with people like that. We are able to shift animals around to ensure that blood um, is not compromised by just overbreeding of one um, group of animals. We can shift them around and get some fresh blood into the system to make sure that we have very strong animals that in case something does happen and potentially we can release animals into the wild, we have a strong population in captivity throughout the world that allows us to do that. So ZIMS is vitally important and Species 360 works very hard for conservation and ensuring that all facilities are following a conservation strategy and managing their collection well. Well, I must say, Ryan, that I'm really learning a lot from our chat. I, I had never heard of, of Species 360 and what important they work they're doing globally. It's really, you know, when I chat to everybody from the South Coast, it just becomes more and more attractive to visit because it's such a diverse space. Um, as a child, you know, we holidayed there and did day trips and the beach was just the thing. And of course, the sardine run. I was yep. saying to Pelisa yesterday that I have pictures of my aunts collecting sardines in their saris. As <laughs> 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 fishnets. So it's really, you know, such a, such a beautiful space. But my goodness, how it's evolved. And there's so many offerings for our, our visitors who are heading out that way. So thank you for the conservation education today, Ryan. Most fascinating chatting to you. I see that you've given us some entry tickets to the um, to the Crockwell Conservation Centre for a whole family to come and spend yes. time with you. So I'm sure that our listeners are going to be very excited. They can head out to the South Coast. We've covered accommodation. We've covered all kinds of things. And they can have a fabulous time in the South Coast. So Absolutely. thank you for educating us and thank you for sharing the work of the Crop World Conservation Centre. Oh, you're most welcome. Thank you so much for this amazing opportunity.
It's a big pleasure, Ryan. All the best and good luck to you and the team. And thank you for the phenomenal work that you do. Thank you so much. That means a lot. Thanks, Everett. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We're chatting this afternoon with Chantal Hutchins. She is the assistant manager at the Sugar Beach Resort. And she lists amongst her interests working with young people and adults in hospitality. She believes in balance and authenticity and tries to find the right blend between family and work. And she brings all of these wonderful thoughts and resources to her work at the Sugar Beach Resort, which is a beautiful seaside resort offering conferencing, team building and weddings, but also accommodation uh, for families and, and large groups. So, Chantal, it's such a pleasure to have you with us. So, Chantal, we're really interested to hear about this beautiful Sugar Beach Resort and all the resources that it has to offer as, this, as a conference and team building venue. Okay, so Sugar Beach Resort is a BNB. And um, we are the only certified halal facility on the South Coast. And if I can give you a bit of historical background, we are actually built on sugarcane landscape. So we are facing the beach. We have the lovely green hills at the back. We have the lagoon next to us. So we have a, a lovely scenic view overlooking the ocean. We can accommodate up to 56 people sharing. We have our two sleeper units for the couples, our four sleeper units, which is our family units with interleading doors. Uh, we have a lot of facilities on site. We have the African Times restaurant, which is um, by pre-bookings. So then there's optional for our guests. We offer light meals, um, muffin curry, a lot of food. Um, we have the spa area for the ladies and the kings, which includes your Swedish full body massage, your aromatherapy, hot reflexology, your head, neck, and sh shoulder massage. We have body scrubs and the manners and the babies. Then we also have our games room with the pool table, some board games, and fingerboard. We also have a beautiful rock swimming pool overlooking the ocean and the beach, a jungle gym for the kiddies a 20-seater boardroom for conferences and meetings, and then, of course, our wall for the event. I'm just looking at the staggering views at Sugar Beach Resort, and you literally look out onto this this wave breaking, you know? It's oh, it's quite yeah. phenomenal. It's funny. It literally feels, it gives you this island vibe. If you're looking for a place um, that gives you that island vibe or just to come and relax, to get away from the hustle and the bustle, I would highly recommend Sugar Beach, coming to Sugar Beach. Well, it looks very relaxing. It really looks like a place where one can come and unwind. And all of these resources, I mean, spa facilities, rock swimming pools, braai areas, and the fact that it is halal, compliant is a big feather in your cap because there is such a shortage of halal yeah. compliant facilities. So it really is a very good service offering. Yes, I agree. Um, so you say you've got a 20-seater boardroom and a hall and conference facility. What are some of the groups that you play host to? So we've recently actually hosted F&B. We've hosted Pick and Pay, Pets, some schools. Church groups, mosque groups, we hosted quite a lot. 
So some very nice corporates and obviously families as well. Yes, I would say that the corporate incentive is quite big. That's wonderful. So, um, I mean, what a pleasure to be right on the beach. Do you have some uh, outdoor activities, some water sports that people can engage in as well? So around us, we have a lot of local attractions, um, but on the property, we have the pool for the people, we have the games room, we have the spa, the on-site restaurant as well. So dinner is optional for our guests, and um, it is by pre-booking, so pre-booking is essential. But around us, we have a lot of local attractions, like the previous guy, Ryan, Crockworld, we have Mac Banana. Um, Oribe, um Shaka Marine World, so yeah. That sounds like quite a nice service offering. You know, I'm loving the South Coast more and more. I do miss Durban, and this is just... I think it's just, time you come and visit. I think it's time to visit. Uh, it really, you know, the South Coast has reinvented itself. There's so many service offerings, and it really is a place to do very little... Um, very little work and a lot of relaxing. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And um, I think what's so wonderful about hospitality is, like I said, the guest come, comes first and we always go out of our way to make them feel at home. Um, they must feel at home, they must want to come back. They come here and arrive as guests and we want them to leave as family. So, yeah, I think it's, it's a wonderful industry to be in. Well, it sounds like you and the team are doing a great job, Chantal. And, you know, it must be so wonderful to come there and just unwind and kick off and relax and, relax and enjoy or spend family time. It's really quite a nice hybrid offering. And it certainly covers all the touch points for making a successful, successful team build or a wonderful family reunion. So before we say goodbye to you, Chantal, I see that you are qualified as a TEFL teacher. So you've got yes, TEFL <laughs> And obviously at some point you had plans to go and travel somewhere and teach English in a foreign country, but you settled on the South Coast. What made that paradigm shift for you? Okay, so... I think there's a lot of peer pressure in school to go and study after matric. So, and um, that you won't be successful without a degree or a diploma. So I actually was in university for a year and I dropped out. I think I just needed to go and find myself and uh, find my passion. And so I started working at a lodge in Gauteng. So that's how I ended up in hospitality. And ever since... I've made that decision. I've been so happy. Whether it's working with munchkins in a classroom or with adults in hospitality, I just enjoy working with people. And I hope that someday I'll take the courage to go and finish my studies and maybe work in a classroom. But it's definitely on the list. I can just say that it's so refreshing to meet somebody who didn't feel pressurized to just go from school to study who actually looked at their options and what a wonderful contribution you're making to the South Coast. Thank you so much. 
yeah, it's a very wise way to go. Chantal, it's been great chatting to you. I really am sure that our listeners will look forward to coming to the Sugar Beach Resort and experiencing some of these great offerings. And we wish you and the team all the best as you prepare for the Easter influx for the South Thank Coast. You so much. Thank you so much for this wonderful opportunity. I'm sure we'll see some foot traffic and I look forward to hopefully welcoming you to Sugar Beach. Sounds wonderful. Thank you so much, Chantal. All Thanks, the best. Janet. You You're welcome. Then. Bye. Okay, bye. This weekly travel program, Jet Sitting with Janet, is proudly sponsored by MLT Car Hire and Tours. Are you looking for a highly professional, established vehicle rental service? Look no further. MLT Car Hire and Tours delivers on service excellence and competitive prices. Log on to mltcarhireandtours.co.za for their full range of benefits or MLT Car Hire and Tours on Facebook.